Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode of Nintendo Voice Chat is brought to you by Gamefly. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, episode 375, the last episode in September. Soon it's going to be October, the month that Mario is going to grace us. We've got an 
awesome show for you today. We're going to talk about the little game that could, uh, Golf Story, which you may not even have heard about. We're going to do a six-month check-in with the Nintendo Switch and how it's doing. And we will also talk uh, a little bit about the Super NES Classic that just hit stores, our impressions. And we actually have the reviewer of that system here with us. We've got Jonathan Dornbush on the panel. Charmed, I'm sure. Hello. Yeah, and we have Zach Ryan. Here I am. As always. Brian had to head back home. He can't be with us this week, but we have a wonderful replacement here. Tom Marks. Hello. Making his NVC debut. And yes. Tom, you're you're new to NVC. You haven't been on the show. You're kind of new to IGN. What do I you am. do? I've been here for two months. I'm the PC editor coming in, uh, but I, I love Nintendo. That's kind of, you know, Nintendo games and PC don't have a lot of crossover a yep. lot of the time, so it's always been my, my console of choice is anything Nintendo. The so first review you did for us with a, was a yeah it was game. overcooked special edition yeah, yeah. Right so on. basically PC at home switch on the go for you or do yeah you play pretty much well, well I have I have a like I'm on the train about an hour and a half every day so like the switch is is a real real miracle device for me like I really really love it awesome uh Big shout out to the fans for supporting us as always. Thank you. Keep subscribing to our YouTube channel at Nintendo Voice Chat. You can watch the show on IGN as well. Of course, we'll have the audio podcast for you every Friday as well. Um, I want to uh, give special thanks to uh, a couple of people who reviewed us on iTunes this week. So, you know, Brill0227 said the one podcast I make sure to listen to every week. Keep up the great work. We will. Thank you. And Patrick Geyser says, I check Reddit and Twitter way too much for Switch news. NVC Weekly still has surprises and impressive breakdowns. I look forward to every episode. Keep it up. Thank you guys so much uh, for reviewing us. If you love the show as well, give us some props on, I on iTunes. It really helps us. More people will discover the show and uh, we'll eventually be incredibly rich and retire on a desert island. So <laughs> thank wait. you so much. Um, it's, it's, is, a, that, it's, is that really the case? Yes. I mean, plan. okay. Then. If you, it's the end game. Yeah. yeah. iTunes if, reviews translate into money. Yeah, now I know to really start chilling those iTunes reviews. If you get so. to 10,000 iTunes reviews... That's it. You're set for life. Yeah. You're a made man. Yeah, yeah. you can or swim woman. in a pool of switches. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. It'll be switches. Of switches. Uh, it'll be beautiful. Um, couple of things. Uh, Tom's also working on a really cool feature. He's uh, he's actually he's reviewing uh, Golf Story for us, but he's working on a feature on how to mod your Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you if you're watching the video version here, sorry, audio listeners, but I'm I've got my Atomic Purple uh, Joy-Con, so kind of throwback to the classic Game Boy Advance yeah. days. Um, you know, a lot of beautiful colors around the table, and then there's Zach's Switch too with the uh, gray controllers. <laughs> Yeah, this is listen. fine. This is fine if you have this. But, um, in a burning room. but Tom, Tom is going to show you how to do that. The, yeah. the, the shells are actually not very expensive. You can order them off Amazon. Uh, other retailers have them too. Yeah, and we got these ones. These are the, the gold Joy-Con ones and white. And then we also have uh, translucent, completely translucent, clear, and a white back. And we're getting an orange clear one yep. in as well. And I'm going to tear open a switch and hopefully not destroy it forever and and show you how to how to do that yourself post a video of it yeah. so people can watch that awesome so we'll be sure to highlight that more um so that you can stand out in the crowd with your custom switch and not be a zach ryan <laughs> jeez uh, jonathan and i were just talking about uh the kind of custom colors that we would want to see for like? switch yeah. controllers and i think that uh personally i want to see a gamecube color scheme i'd love Purple or orange with the GameCube buttons. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, the, that color scheme, yeah. 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 Uh, color scheme. Color scheme, I color think would be really cool. It, yeah. It which which one did you say? Well, so I would have taken uh, any GameCube color. I think uh -huh. the orange or the solid purple. Yeah. The solid purple is really the one I want just because that GameCube is, I think, the, the Nintendo system I played the most at home when I was a kid. 
Uh, and so I just really want that with me on the go. The, not the not the yellow Nintendo sixty four, the DK yellow Ooh, one. No, that's Barrett's. Barrett yeah. will want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the or the Pokemon one. The, po- uh, the, uh, the Pokemon. Oh yeah. You want it? Can I just have to peek at the face? But, switch. It was the era of like the IMAX also going like translucent super colors. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Sixty four yeah. did that too with the bright mm-hmm. orange and that like poison well, green and it's, all that. Yeah. Little known fact that nobody, no scientist knew how to engineer clear plastic until uh, nineteen ninety six. Oh, that's it. So, yeah. Miyamoto founded out. He did. Yeah. It was very Snapple. Yeah. Thank uh-huh. you, Zach. That's right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, big week actually for the Switch. Uh, you wrote a story about this. Yes. Yeah. The games. There are 18 games out this week for the Switch, which is a crazy week, especially for everyone who says there are no games on Switch. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know if I, I don't know if I got them all here, but I wrote down what came out. Sure. Um, we'll take a look. So, Cine, Cinemora EX, a uh, really cool polygonal shooter came yep. out a couple of days ago, but most of these games are hitting uh, around the time that you're actually watching this show. Right. Provided you're watching this on Friday, the 29th of September. And that's FIFA 18 is out. That's the um, Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about FIFA in a second, but on the eShop, uh, we, we're seeing Congo Master Party, Tower of Babel, Inversus Deluxe, ACA Neo Geo Burning Fight, so one of the uh, arcade classics brought back, Brave Dungeon plus Dark Witch Story Combat. Combat, one title, one game. <laughs> Picross S. Yes. Demo, Sparkle 2, game Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, Astro, Astro Bears Party, Physical Contact Picture Place, Punkapu, One Piece Unlimited, World Red Deluxe, Binaries, and Butcher. As you can tell, a bunch of Japanese games just yeah. from, the, uh, from the awesome nonsense titles. Oh, yeah. When yeah. I was pulling in some info <laughs> from like the official Nintendo side, it was, I could tell some of these uh, descriptions were just purely translated on Google. Right. Yep. Just like, not, straight not Google great. Translate. Yeah. And, there's, and there's Golf Story on yes. 3DS. You got Yokai Watch 2, Psychic Spectres, Cultseb Revolt on Wii U. We haven't uh, heard that wow. name yeah. in a while, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel a tremor in the force here. <laughs> Hive Jump, Super Ultra Star Shooter, and Double Drag, uh, Double Dungeons came out. Uh, and on, on the that Wii, machine. Red Steel 5 is coming. That's right. <laughs> it's, just, it's great. I mean, look, a lot of games obviously are coming out of various uh, quality levels and size levels. And there's some smaller indie games that are definitely worth a look. But first of all, the big one is FIFA 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simultaneous release. Have you guys seen it yet? I think we'll, we've got some uh, footage we're going to show uh, on, the, on the video version here. But um, looks pretty good. Yeah, we had yeah. an opportunity to see it at uh, Gamescom this year yeah. and in Germany in August and uh, very impressed with what they did with FIFA on the Switch uh, for all intents and purposes it is a v- fairly accurate representation of the other consoles versions yeah. um, there's minus, a, minus the story mode yeah. right Yeah. Um, so unlike NBA journey, 2K right. which we had last week FIFA does does do the old EA trick of giving Nintendo owners last year's version yeah. Right. Let's let's call it. This happened before in the GameCube age, in the N sixty four age, where uh, you know I, I remember covering games like Madden back then. Like Madden sixty four was always built on last year's code because they had to do something custom for these machines, and they couldn't just port games one for one. In some cases, it still re- resulted in a great game. Sometimes, though, you know, we did get the shaft with those versions. Sometimes we got something extra, like Mario characters in a right. soccer game, for example. Yeah. Um, this one looks good. So it's a it's a solid, it's a good soccer game. It, I wouldn't call it the most ex- exciting release in the FIFA franchise. You know, very, very, uh, is it fair to say by the numbers? Sure. Uh, and then it's missing the the big upgrade, the story mode from the other versions. Now, what's what's your his- history with FIFA? Are you a, a certified FIFA boy? No, so I was a big international superstar soccer okay, guy okay. back in the days, but I did enjoy the FIFA games and the, the gap got closer and closer to the point where FIFA just features wide 
guys obviously had the uh, the license players, all that kind of had the edge for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, obviously uh, we've we've got uh, you know Konami still in the game with a really really good uh, game. Yeah, Pez. I have uh, yeah, and um, we don't get Pez on the Switch. Um, maybe someday Konami, come on. Um, but so far, I mean, I think FIFA. If you if you like playing soccer games, you want a good game on the go. It's 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 good. And know? as I, I'm a lapsed FIFA player, played yeah. a ton in high school because everyone else in high school is playing FIFA, uh, and I haven't really played since then. But having it on the go is a really good excuse for me to want to pick it up again uh, because I mm-hmm. I just I don't like to sit at home and play something that I could watch also or it, mm-hmm. like it feels a little weird for me. But I'm excited to have this on the go. But this is also one of those weird cases where EA has been saying, hey, this is how we're going to test success on. Mm-hmm. Switch, mm-hmm. yeah, and so it almost feels like there's pressure to buy. Well, but that's—I I feel like that's the <laughs> bummer that we didn't get the version that has yeah. the exciting new bells and whistles. Now you could argue, well, you didn't get FIFA on a Nintendo yeah. platform last year, so um, it's it's good to have everything with updated rosters. And and, and, and I, right I also feel like on EA's part, it's a little weird that the the idea that Star Wars Battlefront or something would come to the Switch is predicated on a less than version of, of FIFA. is It's a little odd, but that being said, as a test case, uh, internationally, I feel like FIFA could probably make up for a lot of that. Kind of oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I think that was probably the story that went around at EA in the beginning where they said, we don't know what to make of this machine. Let's test the waters with FIFA. Why FIFA? Biggest seller. Yeah. Right? Yep. Huge game internationally. Certainly, uh, you know, Japan is a big market still for Nintendo consoles. Um, so having a FIFA game there is is a good idea. Europe, uh, you know, smaller market, but the game just sells like gangbusters over there as well. A little inside baseball here, but... Uh Two years ago when I started, thank you, football, if you will. Um, Two years ago when I started booking E3 for IGN, uh, when I started booking our live shows, uh, my manager who had previously booked it for years came to me and was like, hey, uh, I'm looking at your list of games. It looks like you've got all the heavy hitters. I don't see FIFA or Pez on here at all. And I was like, well, why why would we book that? Like, it's not huge. Neither of those games are really perform well with our specific audience, but come to find out that the international audience just flocks to that kind of stuff. And every year at E3, those are two of our highest performing video pieces are those live demos. So uh, the the audience is there. And and so, you know, to finish the thought on on EA testing the waters, I think that was the early story that went around. That story changed, I'm sure, the moment the Wii, the the Switch (laughs) actually sold out. The Wii Wii did, but the Wii U didn't. the, now that the Switch is on a route to success and is actually selling faster than some of the other consoles in the market, I think that's what publisher look at the platform Absolutely. with different eyes. Well, so yeah. I wouldn't keep repeating that story sure, because yeah. I'm sure that changed. No, yeah, that, that came yeah. out a couple months yeah. after the success yeah. when it was still uh, good, but they didn't know if that would be long-term success. That's the kind of thing, long-term. yeah, that's the kind of thing that, that I think people get kind of confused about when they see a developer like Capcom trying with uh, Street Fighter and Resident Evil because those are known quantities, right? Yeah. Like, they're not bringing over anything too potentially risky, but also you get a lot of this sort of derision where people see Capcom making statements about, like, basically testing the waters for their further support, yep. and it's like, well, yeah, but Switch sold out so fast. Like, how does Capcom, a company like Capcom, not just have dollar signs in their eyes right out of the gate? And yeah. I think that that's why. I actually think they, I, I think many of them do now. I, I've got to think after Bomberman. Yeah. Konami <laughs> said, uh, more of that, please. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that was not an expensive you, game to You make. think it, it'd take time for them to pivot, too, right? Yes. Like, if, if everyone was maybe rightfully wary of the Switch before, because of how kind of poorly the Wii U performed, yeah. like, They've had, what, six months now to realize, oh, man, people are buying these things a lot, and now they kind of have to 
get going on, on yeah. bringing some of their other games over. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I hope. And yeah. I'm glad it didn't result in a fall that is just full of rushed ports mm-hmm. that they are yep. taking yeah. time. Yeah. So we'll pick up that discussion a little bit later when we look at the Switch's performance so far, but uh, Picross S came out. I totally forgot to mention the announcement last week. If you're fans of Nintendo Voice Chat, you you, you know that I'm uh, I'm a little crazy over the Picross games. They're I've so good. Loved them for many years, and for some reason, like I could have the biggest game on on the platform. I'll go back to playing Picross on the 3DS on an airplane. I just feel like it's just such a great game to play for hours. You're into it too, right? Oh, I love it. I love Picross. I was playing. I've been playing like some sort of web version or 3DS version <laughs> of Picross for years and years. I like. I, I I don't know what it is about that puzzle game compared to others because I'm like a puzzle game freak in general, but like. There's something about it that's just so zen where it's yeah. like it's challenging but not so challenging and like it just is that perfect kind of in between for me. The loop of it is so satisfying yeah. because yeah. you if you feel like you're stuck in one portion of a puzzle you can just go to another portion and yeah. you you have to use the clues that you're given and the clues yep. are there mm-hmm. and I love that. And their helpers uh, this version uh, helps you a little bit along when you're stuck as well. Uh the new thing about this version is two people can play at the same time. That's yeah. so cool. So that's an upgrade. I mean visually it's not probably to Nintendo fans it's not as interesting as the Pokemon or Zelda versions that we got in the past, but it is very clean, very clean looking, and it uses the big screen really well as the puzzles get bigger. Yeah, if you 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 don't play a lot of Pick. No, I played oh, a lot of Picross play- yeah. on 3DS. Actually, I I okay. owe that to you. In fact, it was it, yeah, it was probably last year. In the same week, you had a very long dissertation on the merits of his Picross, <laughs> and then also everybody in, just turned off in, in that same week uh, the guys on Giant Bomb spent a ton of time talking about yep. Picross and that was finally that what pushed me over the edge That's was like well I gotta get into this yeah. these people are crazy for this little game so yeah I played quite a bit of Picross in the last year so but that being said I completely missed that it had come to the Switch, so I'll be downloading that. Everybody tonight. did. So yeah. I, I no, really, yeah. I yeah. totally overlooked it. Um, I didn't get a heads up on it either. I just, you know, downloaded it uh, from the from the eShop when it came out, um, and it's eight bucks. So for a puzzle game that gives you this much. Um, this much fun, I, I think that's a the small price to pay. So I, I would definitely get that. And, and I hope it's a game that they continue to support too, and kind of yep. add little DLCs or something like great. that. Because I, I, I like that it has co-op, and this is a really good system for it to, to have that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the other. You know, there, there's obviously this ocean of games, and we could be yeah. talking mm-hmm. about One Piece. I mean, there are a lot of re-releases like Cinemore, One Piece, and all that. But the game I really <laughs> learn want more to about highlight... One Piece. Follow Mike Mamone on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, Mike Mamone, Twitter. Uh, the one I want to talk about is this little game from Sidebar Games. Sidebar Games, an, uh, an unknown developer, Golf Story, came out of nowhere, was announced um, at, at, uh, on Nintendo's direct stream, and everybody's like, oh, that looks cool. It looks like a Harvest Moon golf game. Little background on Sidebar. I reached out to them because there's no information on them anywhere. They're a two-man team out of Australia. Uh, they have eight years of game-making experience between them. Uh, and They worked on Golf Story for the last year, and they actually started working on this game for the Wii U. And, uh, you know, transferred this to Switch. And uh, I think they should be pretty happy with the reaction from people so far. You're playing it right now for a review. Well, yeah, and that's such a crazy turnaround to think about that they've been working on this game for a year. It was announced, what, a month ago? Yeah. And then, like, on Monday, we heard that it was coming out on Friday. It's just, it's incredible how quickly it's turned around. And, and to speak to that, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. I've played mm-hmm. about seven hours so far, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's a really good kind of arcadey, silly Mario Golf type golf game uh, where then you can go out after the golf matches and like help people with their problems and like level up your skills and get buy new golf clubs. So it's this weird mix of 
Harvest Moon and golf, mm. and it's just a very, very cool, weird game. So I got like very distinct Stardew Valley vibes yeah. from it. Uh, it just it, looking, at, I haven't had an opportunity to play it yet. Uh, I have it on my Switch. I just I, this week has been a nightmare. But uh, yeah, I, I, the thing that stuck out to me more so than even Harvest Moon, the amount of side quests mm-hmm. and stuff like that, like kind of screams Stardew Valley to me. And uh, I think it's kind of funny that we between this and everybody's golf on PlayStation this year, we've got. Two this golf resurgence, right? It's like we've gotten <laughs> yeah. two golf games that have garnered a lot of attention, but are also only sort of about playing golf. Yeah. <laughs> it's like golf is like a mechanic, but there's also a ton of other stuff to do. And I, I, I love that idea to shake up a genre and be like, hey, you like golf, great, but then there's also all this RPG stuff tacked onto it, or, or not even tacked on, but like in addition. Well, especially to it, so. as like the PGA golf series has sort of disappeared. I like yeah. these are taking the place of Thanks, them. Thanks, Tiger. Yeah, yeah, that yeah that didn't help. Uh, but yeah, I, it reminded me so much of playing Mario Golf, like you were saying on the Game Boy mm-hmm. Color. I believe it was the first release, uh, or Game Boy Advance was also one. Um, Told Stool Tour. I loved those games and how they added those RPG elements in because they didn't feel like they were just thrown in there for an extra fun. And like this feels the same way. Like Golf Story, it's integrated completely into that, but the golf itself is still so, really fun. So for people who watch the trailer and don't know what to make of it, yes, it is a 2D overhead golf game. It looks like a Harvest Moon or a Secret of Mana, like that top-down, top-down kind of vibrant graphics. Art, yeah. But you you basically start this story and it shows you as a kid practicing golf, and then it goes. I love the opening. Like you get this cool opening that goes. 20 years later <laughs> and it's like it's super dramatic and they they kind of poke fun at the concept of taking golf too seriously like the you'll walk around on a golf course and you know you'll uh uh, there's a weird thing with uh, with seagulls going on the entire yeah. time, right? Yeah. Or geese. The geese. geese. Yeah, geese. with geese. Yeah. Uh, and um, you can do you can do certain chores, but you can also just kind of uh, talk to people and challenge them to something. Like somebody will say like, oh, you can never hit the ball across to the island over there. And you're like, oh, yeah? And then you do it. But you can also drop a ball anywhere. Yeah, that's one, uh. of, my, that's one of my favorite parts about it so far is that like, while you're just walking around like the golf course talking to people, you can literally just press Y and drop a ball and tee up and mm-hmm. hit anywhere you want. <laughs> you can throw balls for no reason. Yeah. You can and do a thing where you throw up a ball and like chip it in mid But why would you do that? So what's the reason for dropping the ball anyway? So part of it, I think, is just like there are these self-driven challenges that you can have where you just like not necessarily enter into a golf match, but you can just walk up to a hole and see if you can put it in and like yeah. you make your own little challenges. But then on top of that, uh, I, I won't spoil too much or anything, but like there's in the first level, there are these buttons that are hidden around the map. And if you hit the ball over a tree onto a button, then you find all the buttons. It'll unlock a secret thing. And then you can like get a super special golf rod, you know, that is is way better. And it's like, there's all these weird RPG, like you were saying, Stardew Valley elements to it. Yeah. That's, that's really, really cool and yeah. really unexpected. And this melodrama on top of yeah. it. It's with, so yeah. charming. You know, a coach who doesn't want to train yeah. you. Everyone's so mean to you. Everyone yeah. is so mean to you. You for can hit first, perfect shots and they don't care. For the first three hours of the game, all anyone says to you is your like, swing looks terrible. Like, yeah. You're never going to be a pro. And it's like, oh man. But even sucks. people who have a really terrible swing say yes. that to you. Like, yeah, yeah, there'll yeah, be yeah. people saying, you're terrible. Look at me and then they hit the ball into the water and, yeah. and like no commentary on them it's just <laughs> like yeah uh i i really like the idea that that dropping a ball anywhere is mapped to a single button press and because i like what that does to the game narratively mm-hmm. like can you imagine just being at a golf course like having a casual conversation with somebody and then just as they're talking to you <laughs> just drops a ball and just tees off like, and there's there's a character in the game who specifically like what he does is creates like quote-unquote golf courses Uh 
uh, where they shouldn't be. Right. So there's this one guy that you can find in each course <laughs> that will just be like, all right, this hole goes from the snack bar to that hole across the like the clubhouse. Right. And so you're hitting literally over people's heads That's to awesome. get to these holes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just a, it's a it, it looked like the moment I saw that game on the direct stream, I was like, oh man! Like I'm not a big golf game player at all. Love hot shots and yeah. you know every, everybody's golf, all that, and Mario golf. But don't seek these games out. But there was yeah. just something about that aesthetic, and like you you think immediately you think like, oh, is this like a like a Stardew Valley but with a golf story? Sure. And like it it seems like it's it was, close it, to that. It was a really refreshing thing to see it on the direct and then to have it come out so quickly because I was feeling a little envious of uh, Sony players that were playing everybody's golf. Yeah. Uh, you know, because like people are raving about that game and talking about how great it is. Yeah. And then we kind of get like a Switch version of that as well. So that's yeah, there was something akin to it. Dick. When when I back when I covered the N64, there was a Japanese game called uh, Kawa no Nushitsuri. Oh yeah, I played it. Yeah, I played it. Yeah. And that one, it's uh, called Legend of the River King in the in the U.S. The title yeah. it never came out here, but it was the same kind of approach where you had this top-down kind of cool-looking RPG, but the core mechanic wasn't battling monsters; it was fishing. <laughs> it was all about the story that there's this this river king, this giant fish that lives uh, in in you know somewhere on the map, and like if only you could catch this, and so mm -hmm. it becomes this big challenge. But it becomes this really charming game pre Animal Crossing about catching bugs and catching fish and just going anywhere and talking to cool. people. Like I would love to see you know a game like that being revived for the Switch because people you know bring it bring it to the uh, to the U.S. Switch translator be. Awesome to have a, a game like that with Golf Story. And, and the one thing I will say about Golf Story compared to Stardew, because it screamed Stardew to me when I first saw the trailer too, is it's a lot more linear than I was expecting it mm -hmm. to be. Yeah. Like, oh, like, interesting. Yeah, Stardew, like there's there's a lot of side quests that you can jump around and you know figure out what you want to do in what order, but like the there is a storyline that you follow through around uh, at the center of those side quests. You're talking about in Golf Story. Yes, yes. in Golf yeah. Story. Whereas mm -hmm. in Stardew Valley, you know, you can. Do you want to go farming or do you want to go to the beach or do you want to go mining? Customize the map, Yeah, right? you can yeah. really, really choose what you want to do. Golf Story is a lot more like, this is the path you're on. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, it, that, that's not criticism, right? That's just, like, it, how it differs from Stardew Valley. Yeah. Does it scratch the same itch, though? Uh, not quite. Yeah. Um, Stardew Valley is a... A lot of freedom. Like I was, yeah. I was expecting when I went to Golf Story that I'd be like, today I'm gonna train, you know, my power mm -hmm. or right. something. And it's none of that. Okay, yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. Uh, I guess that just because of the the art direction and how similar they look, I was kind of expecting yep. that same that same situation yeah, as well. No, it's yeah, it's not quite like that. And if you don't know Stardew Valley and you haven't played that game, obviously that's coming to Switch. Coming to Switch very soon with in fact. Uh, with co-op play. Yeah, yeah. You know, this game has uh, two player as well. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Golf Story. So Golf Story has uh, doesn't have two player co-op, but it does have just like kind of classic versus multiplayer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't imagine what Stardew Valley coming to Switch is going to do to my social life. Oh. <laughs> like, given to what, given what, what it did. Well, yeah, that. But like, also what Stardew Valley did when was came to PlayStation earlier this year. Like, yeah, good game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Super NES Classic is out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Allegedly, supposedly we'll find out it's, one yet. Yeah. But. We'll we'll see. Uh, the bad news is, if you didn't get to pre-order one, I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun still trying to track it down. The good news is that a couple of retailers uh, and and people uh, who are NVC fans working for retailers like Best Buy and GameStop has told us that there will be ample supply. Um, you know, there'll be plenty of systems for people to walk ins. You know, hopefully um, that means even if you don't get one on day one, you'll be able to walk and get one. Amazon uh, 
that doesn't sound so good. Sounds like maybe they overextended themselves a little bit with the pre-orders. You know, another NVC fan uh, tweeted at us and told us that he heard from Amazon that they uh, that they took on way too much, and so some of the pre-orders will ship, but will ship really, really late, and you'll have to wait for them. So I think that's what's happening to mine. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? You you can always keep that in the back of your pocket. Go out, see if you see one in the wild. Uh, in one of the stores, and uh, you know, if I see one, I'll pick it one up. Not to be pessimistic, but I I will still believe that when I see it. Okay, right? Like, <laughs> like I I'm not, I'm not saying it won't happen, but man, like the track record hasn't been great. Yeah, that to the point where them saying this is what's going to happen doesn't quite convince me yet. We'll see. Uh, the good news is switches are out there. Yeah, they're yeah. finally yeah. starting to pop up a lot more often. Yeah. yeah, if you uh and you know, if you follow Nintendo Voice Chat on on Twitter, if you want to tweet some pictures of switches in stock at us, we'll uh we'll like them and retweet them, you know, help other people out actually find them, but you know, if we've seen some pictures from around the United States at least that there are now some in stock at Targets and and Best Buys mm-hmm. and GameStops as well. Yeah, they see not necessarily are they readily available, yeah. but it's getting Gotta get lucky. Yeah. Gearing up for the holidays, yep. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how is the Super NES Classic? It's great, according to the IGN scale, 8.5. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you reviewed it. Yes, I reviewed it. Why? I it Why you? Uh, well, you weren't alive when the Super NES came I out. I was alive. I was a baby when it first came out, but I was alive. What year were you born? Uh, 92. Wow. Wait a second. I. I mean, it we came were out well, in 1990. We were well into the Super was, NES era by two years then. old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I couldn't hold a controller in '92. You're trying real hard, yeah. though. That's fine. I go right. on. Yeah. I'm just uh, quietly <laughs> sit here and yeah. not tell you guys that yeah, I was born no. in '91. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Welcome to the birth podcast. Yeah. I, I, I played Super Nintendo in college. Thank you, mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was growing up. I my sister had the console. Mm-hmm. Um, my older sister and so I had played it a bunch with her and got exposure to Donkey Kong Country I still have like vivid memories of the underwater level and the music all of that mixing together oh, yeah. things like Super Mario World and all that stuff some of it I came to later uh, but this sort of wide swath of Nintendo games I think is such an unbelievable library and I really want to dig into seeing how it was both as a newcomer to some of them I'd never played Earthbound Final Fantasy some of those uh, wow. I, yeah I'd never gotten to play those before but it was this awesome opportunity to revisit classics and try some out and a lot of them hold up for the most part I feel yeah and that's uh, the you know Sam reviewed Star Fox 2 kind of separately as yeah. an experiment out of fun basically saying hey here's the longest delayed game finally released and he gave it a five right he yes, said yeah. the game was uh was okay right he and and he cited the fact that the 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 slowdown obviously trying to pull off a polygonal game with open space unlike Star Fox 1 which was on rails Linear. this one actually has open space and you have to like turn around but couple couple that freedom with um, with the slowdown, the 10 frames per second frame rate, and the digital controls, which make it hard to aim in that free space, yeah. he said it's actually not that much fun to play. It's a really cool experiment. It's, it's awesome to see a canceled game release, but ultimately when you look at the rest of the lineup of the Super NES Classic, probably the weakest game. Yeah, right? absolutely near the bottom, if not the bottom of the list. From a historical perspective, though, it's so cool, like yeah. you're saying. I th- like, yeah, I think it's, it's supremely just interesting that yes. Nintendo, who is a company that typically has a, a, a tendency to dismiss the th- the times that they've messed up, right? Yeah. Or not, not maybe dismissed is not the right word, but to sort of gloss over like, you don't hear him talking about the Virtual Boy anymore, right? They ignored yeah. it. I, th- so, yeah. I think it'll it'll come back. It'll be cool again. You yeah. Know? Like, mm-hmm. as not come back as a product, but come back as <laughs> something that they'll refer to, obviously, in Smash Brothers. So, and and, and I think like, yeah. one of the interesting things about 
Star Fox in particular on the SNES Classic is I see a lot of people in the comments uh, of your review mm -hmm. saying things like, oh, why would anybody pay for this? this is, you can emulate all these games so easily. This is obviously a product that's geared for collectors. Yep. And yep. what is more collectible than a game that has never been released and this is the only place that you can get it, right? Yep. So it totally makes sense to me from a marketing perspective that they're going to be like, yeah, we do have another classic system and also it's the only place that you can get this game that was finished but never came out 21 years ago. Well, you likewise, you, I'm sure you can find it for, well, for free and emulate it. But there's also yeah. something about the, collector, the collection factor of that small Super NES and the yeah. way it looks and when you put it on your shelf now bad news the controller cords are still at, at less 4.7 4. feet 4.7 feet 4 feet 7 inches still four. still a little short yeah 4 feet and 7 inches is a godsend compared to the NES class. that's right it is and on a weekend like on a Saturday or Sunday morning when I get up and I'm like you know I really want to play some Mega Man yeah. 2 and my NES classic is sitting there underneath my TV I'm still like sitting on the edge of my bed like yeah. pulling they, the they want you sitting cross-legged looking up at the TV like your child sure. and someone yeah, like, my eyes are bad enough though someone, yeah. someone like Zach who's 8 feet tall also can't even stand up while playing True. because the cords are not long it's, enough uh, yeah I'm but um, there, the extension cords now with the NES Classic, the extension cords are plentiful. You can find them any, yeah. anywhere. You can you can buy yourself uh, some. And then the Super NES <laughs> Classic actually has two controllers in it too, so you don't have to go on that crazy scavenger hunt for yeah. a second controller as well. Yeah, right mm -hmm. out of the box you have multiplayer, which is awesome mm -hmm. for games like Super Mario Kart and Street Fighter if you want to just hop I mean, into even those. Super Mario World. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you remember when, Jared, uh, when the NES Classic was in the office, like when they started showing up? And uh, you don't. You weren't here. I but was not. Jared Petty... Uh, had, wasn't, wasn't born yet. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jared Petty had a uh, friend of the show, had a bunch of uh, NES classic extension cables and was the extension cable fairy. He was just wandering <laughs> around and anybody that had an NES classic, he's like, this is for you. This is for you. It was amazing. It was so he good. Clap his hands and yeah. say, how delightful. Yeah. Uh -huh. Ooh. yeah. That's great. Uh -huh. So, but um, you, uh, you had the system hooked up to my desk for a while. Yes, you guys yeah. were playing there. It, you know, just seeing how how well some of those games hold up and then how well emulated they Absolutely. are on and the system yeah, gorgeous. made me want to take this thing home. Yeah, Mario World, Yoshi's Island, a lot of the 2D platformers still look fantastic. Yeah. Super Metroid and looks Final incredible. Yeah, yeah, the RPGs as well, like Earthbound, obviously the art style is a bit simplistic, like it's very simple lights and color scheme, but yep. it looks great even in that uh, 4x3 mode is how it's originally based. You can also do a pixel perfect mode, which is a little slimmer to give it a more modern look. And then there's also, if you want, like a CRT filter that's fuzzy, which the NES Classic had as well. Yep. Uh, but well, yeah, these games look gorgeous. A lot of the games look great too because that's kind of the style that a lot yeah. of indie games are emulating right, right. now, right? Like like uh, Golf Story could be be a super Nintendo that game. Super yeah, yeah absolutely. And yeah. kind of not look out of place. So it's, yeah. it's interesting that the style, like the SNES Classic is coming out at a time where that art style has come full circle and we're really into it now. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the, the 2D games hold up well. Uh, I, I still, I mean, I love the aesthetic of a game like F-Zero. Yes. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I do think it's harder to go back to the Mode 7 um, 3D racers, you a know, bit, including yeah. Mario Kart. It is a bit harder to get back in because we're used to these fully 3D environments with, you know, with hills and mountains mm -hmm. and, you know, just uh, uh, it's kind of funny when you go back to like skidding around on those flat planes. Yeah. But they still, from a gameplay perspective, when you sit down and you keep playing, like they're still very good. They hold up. All of the controls yeah. for almost everything. Say for 
Star Fox too, yeah. uh, feel solid. It, it was that thing of Super Mario Kart. For me, the horizon line I didn't love, and so as things are popping into place, it doesn't look great. Yeah. But the way you can drift around corners and the way you can understand the speed of that game is still very on point. That yep. game is it's fast still, as hell, too. Yes, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, obviously with Mario RPG, an a classic Square Enix slash Nintendo co-production there. Yeah. Um, game. Yeah, it's it's just, oh, well, Squaresoft at the time. Yeah. Right? There was no merger yet between I wasn't going to call you on RPG, it. <laughs> the two RPG giants, right? Yeah. We would have never thought about Final Fantasy and Dragon and Quest. Dragon the Burst, makers yeah. actually combining into one. That's crazy. Um, but it happened. Yeah. Um, but it's awesome to see that game on, it, on that platform. It's great that that's there because I think it speaks so much to even something like on Switch with Mario plus Rabbids, like the way that Nintendo is now reaching out with third parties again. There is a history to that all the way yep. back then. And also just Mario RPGs like Mario and Luigi is back now on 3DS. Obviously, that has sort of its influences come from RPG clearly. Um, but yeah, the library on the whole, like these are genre and franchise defining games in so many ways. And Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Super Mario World. Yeah. They're all still so great to play. Like yeah. I played them dozens of times before. It speaks Couldn't. wonders to the lineup of that system where you can say Link to the Past and Pear's like, oh man, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. How do you forget about Link, Link to the, the Past? past. But yeah. I forgot about Link yeah. to the Past. Like yeah. that's insane. Yeah. So what's your what are your favorite games on on the machine? What's your what's your top mm. game to play? Uh so the one revisiting that I already played, I say Mario World. I just love exploring that game and finding all that's the that. secrets. It's so perfect. For me, uh, it's Link to the Past for sure. That's yeah. you know one that's, of my favorite games of all time. But then it sits next to Super Metroid, and you're like, yeah. oh man, Super Metroid is one of my favorite games of so, all time. Yeah, your Final Fantasy. Your Super NES Classic shows up. You unbox it. You plug it in. That the first game you're going to play is Link to the Past. I don't think? think so because I know that game by heart. Sure. I know everything about this game. I think I'll go to a game that I haven't played in a while, like Super Castlevania. You know, when you guys hooked it up, I played uh I played Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah. So I go, go, no, ghouls yeah. and it's Ghouls and Ghosts. It's ghouls super ghouls and ghosts. Super ghouls and ghosts. And I was That's like, Brian's screw, this, super Nintendo game. screw this game. <sighs> I got I got so mad again. I'm like, yeah. oh, I want to get to the second level because it's some of the best music in any Super NES game. And I'm like, getting to the second level. <laughs> like you start I'll getting just go to YouTube out. and yeah. listen to it. Yeah. Uh, that game is proven. No, but I'll I'll, pro I'll probably play Super Castlevania first just because I'm a huge music Yeah, fan. I'm really looking yeah. forward to playing Castlevania. Um, uh, I haven't played but, Castlevania since probably I played it on the Super Nintendo. But then the holy trifecta of Super Mario World, Link to the Past and Super Metroid yeah. being on there. What about yeah. you? Uh Super Mario RPG is is a game that is very near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. Like I I love that game, but Honestly, I think my top pick is Kirby Superstar. Um, that collection oh, of games. Mm -hmm. I, I I used to play Kirby yep. Superstar when I was a kid, like nonstop. Mm -hmm. And specifically the the Great Cave Escape. I, I can't remember the yeah. exact name of it, but the Great Cave Escape like mini game within the Kirby Superstar package was just like that's just it's a phenomenal <laughs> game within yeah. a game within like you know it's it's this really really great thing where it's Kirby but you're collecting all these hidden secrets around and then there's also the Milky Way Galaxy one where it, it, it kind of turns the copy ability on its head where you can't copy enemies but you yeah. find their powers and can go back to them every time I think that Kirby has always been like probably number one or two like maybe Zelda's number one and Kirby's my number two Nintendo thing and so like just a collection of some of the best Kirby games ever made is is really hard to resist for me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Yoshi's Island. Really? Yeah. Still so pretty. Yeah. 
I said that holy though. trifecta, and now it's a, what's what's a quadfecta? What's yeah, a, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. An, I, it's funny because Yoshi's game. Island came out so late in the Super Nintendo's life cycle, and I, it was marketed here as Super Mario World Two because I think Nintendo was afraid that American audiences would see Yoshi on the front and yep. and think that it was a puzzle game, mm-hmm. and so I, I think that it was. It's sort of this like. I don't want to say cult hit because a lot of people love Yoshi's Island. A lot mm-hmm. of people say it's the one of the greatest platformers of all time. But it's not the one you mentioned first when you talk about the Mario platform, right? Yeah. Right, or the yeah. Nintendo platform. But it's such an amazing game, and it's hard, and it's long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's something I I haven't played it in a really long time. I uh, I uh, haven't I haven't played it in probably I played the the GBA version. Yeah, was probably the last time I played it, but that doesn't count because that's didn't have the SFX chip. Yeah. Uh, running in the background. It did have some cool extra levels though that I wish that they would have implemented you, you, here. You but. can tell they in the in the uh, in the quest to get this game emulated properly because it mm-hmm. did use the Super FX chip too, mm-hmm. right? It it looks like Nintendo touched the code a little bit. Mm-hmm. It changed the look of the font you slightly they, too. Do you think to they, a little bit when they touched legible? the code they got dizzy? <laughs> you don't know if you know don't know that level. It's the trippiest level in all of Nintendo. Touch games. fuzzy, get yeah. dizzy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like literally yeah. it goes. Yeah. Everything goes like wavy line. Uh, did you yeah. did you know that a uh, friend of the show Justin Davis still owns the domain name uh, touchfuzzygetdizzy.com? Wow, yeah. that's great. No, I didn't. I, there's so many things I don't know about Justin. And then when I know them, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I wanted to know. His, his where's yeah. Waldo Google Doc? That's great. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So you recommend getting this thing? Obviously. Absolutely. You're calling it great. Yes, I think if one you can. Find yes, it. yeah. If you can, one thing that uh, we briefly touched upon, I think just the RPG library in this is so stacked with yeah. Final Fantasy, with Super Mario RPG, with uh, Secret of Mana, and with Earthbound. Yeah. There's so much just there. Yeah. If you like RPGs, like that, you I have mean, to play that. You're talking about 160 hours right there. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Of great RPGs. Yeah. Uh, 160 yeah. hours of like four of the best RPGs, RPGs ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And so, I mean, t- full disclosure, when you review the SNES Classic, yes. I don't think anybody expects you to play through the entirety of every game. I did on not it. play all. Yeah. So when you say you played, when you played Final Fantasy VI, yeah. and that's a game you haven't played, how, how much did you play? Like so, out of curiosity. So for the well, RPGs, Final I, Fantasy III. Yeah, but, yeah. It was a mixed bag for me time-wise. How much sure, I spent? Sure. Like if I I know Super Mario World, so I play for an hour and I get it. Uh, right. Some of the RPGs obviously were on a truncated timeline too mm-hmm. to get the review together. For the RPGs I tried to spend at least a couple of hours in each of them yeah. uh, just to get immersed in the world and obviously a lot of them start slower. Uh, well, yeah, so yeah. I wanted to get more immersed. I'd say probably at least two to three hours for okay. each of those was yeah. what I attempted for. Well on behalf of this panel yeah. and the room at large outside I would just beg you to finish Final Fantasy 3. Alright give yeah, me now that you've, 60 more hours. Now that you've started I want it. To. That, that's, yeah. Yeah. Probably it, the greatest RPG of all time yeah yeah that's well that's why i'm excited to get my own because everything that i started yeah yeah of course yeah. That, all right well <laughs> so if you want to play some classic games sounds like this thing is good if you want to you know go back to the super nes age and if you can find it maybe you can buy the super nes classic <laughs> okay Hello there, would you like to save money and play more video games? Well, let me introduce you to our sponsor, Gamefly. Gamefly is the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games. At Gamefly.com, you pick your favorite games and have them mailed directly to your door or mailbox. Gamefly is the leading video game rental service with over 9,000 titles to choose from. You can try your favorite games before you buy and keep the games as long as you want with no late fees. So if you're stuck on a boss fight or having a really good time, it's not a big deal. You can cancel at any time and they also offer movie rentals too. Head to Gamefly.com slash voice chat and start your free premium 30-day trial today. The premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time. You can only get this offer again by visiting Gamefly.com slash voice chat. 
Now go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days right now. Uh, let's go to the next topic. So the Switch came out more than six months ago, so we feel like it's a good time to uh, to check in mm -hmm. and see how the system is doing. I'd love us to actually give our ratings and our feedback on how we feel the, the system is now at this point in time, you know, six months in, uh, from a hardware perspective, from a services perspective, and from a game lineup perspective. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll go through that. But before, just kind of check in on sales performance. I think the last official number we got was from, from uh, July. July? July, that was the last number they gave. Yeah. So we can assume it's a little bit over, but they're at four. That number was 4.7 million worldwide. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. anecdotally, whenever there were units in store, they disappeared from stores. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and so, you know, Reggie in an interview um, recently said that he felt they, they were doing really well in supplying stock, actually. It's just that the system is in high demand and selling out. You know, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously there would be more in stores if. Uh, if you were meeting demand and then some, but it's uh, but it's good to see that the system is a, a top seller. Out of the six months that it's been available in the U.S., it was the best-selling console. Um, but overall, the PS4 was still ahead. Um, you know, obviously, it was out January, February um, before the the Switch came out. Um, we'll see if that's still true at the end of the year because you'd expect a new device to outsell one that's been in the market for for mm -hmm. a couple of years. So. Um, well, and you, you know, still have to see. Good story for Nintendo. We'll still have to wait and see what the impact of yeah. uh, Xbox One X yep. launching in the holiday window does as well. So. For sure. So it's going to be a really interesting race to watch um, as far as kind of sales performance in the first month went, right? The system yeah. sold almost a million units in yeah, the US alone. In I the believe first it was 906,000 yeah. was the number they gave, and yep. it was 500,000 in Japan. Yep. Uh, and yeah, my favorite thing about that launch month was, we talked about it last week, that Zelda had over a million copies sold, which means more copies of Zelda were sold than there were systems that month. It was a huge first did, month. What did you say? It was like a 102% attack rate? Yeah, it was yeah. like a 102% attack <laughs> so rate, which is amazing. But and then I, th I think actually the success in Japan is one to watch over time as the software lineup develops too, yeah. because it did outsell the PS4, you know, launch to launch comparison in Japan, which, you know, Japan, as you know, the market has transformed more mobile players you know the biggest highest played games were mobile the vita actually did pretty well and certain franchises like monster hunter uh you know blew up on the on the portable side you know on on the 3ds mm -hmm. and you know there were certain games on the vita that performed really well now you've got the switch in the market that's the first device to really be both mm -hmm. and i think that i think we'll we'll see continued success with this machine if it gets some of the the japan friendly franchises yeah long term with a yep. monster hunter and the few other right franchises yeah absolutely. the dragon quests and yeah. all that will definitely help fuel that machine out there Bethesda games as well. Yeah. Doom and Wolfenstein. That's going to be interesting for the U.S. market, certainly, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, some big stuff coming. So I wanted to uh, to take a look at, um, you know, I think the most exciting thing to look at is the game lineup. Um, so, you know, if you were to judge Nintendo's first, second party lineup for the Switch so far, six months in, we had games like we had Breath of the Wild. We had a new franchise right, like What was Arms. that first one? Never heard uh, of it. Breath yeah. of the Wild. Um, it's uh, it's this new Altoid flavor. Uh, then they have uh, Arms, which was a unique original game. We had Splatoon two, so yep. a full fledged sequel to uh, one of one of the coolest games on the Wii U, really. Mm -hmm. And they had Mario Kart uh, eight deluxe as a as a re release, and you know a host of smaller titles as well. It feels like you know every month there's a Nintendo franchise dropping. Obviously, we've got Fire Emblem Warriors coming up. How how you feel about how are you feeling about Nintendo support for the first six months? I'm feeling.
feeling more like middle of the road yeah. about it. Like I, I don't mean to disparage any of those games because I yeah. think it's a weird thing for me because like I think every game that they have put out first party I've really enjoyed, right? Like I think all the games themselves are really, really good, but I, I don't know. Like they don't all they don't all appeal to me like as like my like I wasn't I'm not huge into fighting games. So like arms was very, very cool and I liked playing it, but like I wasn't crazy about it right like it didn't do much for me if, in terms of the system like it, it uh, so like i i appreciate everything they've done and i really think they've done well i just kind of wish there was like like i really still wish that mario odyssey was was out earlier in that console's life in that in the first six months yeah Man, you're demanding interesting i wish it were out later really i'd be okay <laughs> if it came out in march yeah there's too much to play i'd be okay, <laughs> i'd be okay if it was like a here one year anniversary release of the switch here's mario, here's mario. Yeah. like yeah. that's honestly what i would rather uh, I can be into that. I, I feel like uh, first party wise, Nintendo has done some interesting things, right? Because they launched a game with Zelda, which, as far as I know, well, Twilight Princess, I guess, on Wii. Um, it's not a common occurrence that a, yep. a new system launches with a Zelda title, um, and obviously not one that is so universally uh, well loved. And they took the um, same approach, right? Capping the Wii U mm-hmm, with the Zelda, with Zelda title and, re- and releasing that same title on the Switch, so right. analog to Twilight Princess. Right, uh, yeah. very similar. Uh, so, I mean, that in and of itself, I feel like that one game, to me, is enough to warrant... Uh, obviously, it was enough to warrant a yeah. purchase of the system. I feel like mm-hmm. it's a strong enough title that uh, if you're giving a rank on a numerical scale, like yeah. that would bump it to like a seven to me alone this year because it's like, I played that game more this year than I've played any other game. Yeah. I have hundreds and hundreds of hours. Um, maybe like 200 hours, but anyway, um, thousands. Of, yeah. So I think, I think <laughs> that alone is, is worth the price of admission. But then also I think that they're doing interesting things, taking risks on new franchises like arms, which I agree. Like I was into for a while. I haven't picked it up in a long time, but I think it's, it's, Good to know that they're. But, but you love at, clowns. I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like looking at what they did with Splatoon on the Wii or uh, the Wii U, and replicating that with a game like Arms and saying like, oh, well, here's something weird that we want to try, so here it is, enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but then they've also done a really smart thing in in getting an express sequel in Splatoon two out, um, and then they've kind of taken an interesting approach uh, with games like Mario Kart eight and Pokemon or Pocket Tournament, uh, bringing those over from Wii U and kind of covering all their bases from a first party mm-hmm. angle. It's like, yeah. well, here are, you know, we've got a couple of fighting games and we've got this giant open world action adventure game. Uh, Mario's coming this year. Uh, Xenoblade is coming this year. Yeah. So I think by the end of the year, I would expect my score to jump up to like, like an eight or a nine because they they really haven't done a great job first party of getting all those important bases covered. I think in the you first guys year. are way tougher than I am. Like yeah. when I just think about, certainly by the end of the year, we would have had a Zelda game, a Splatoon game, a Mario Kart game, a Xenoblade game, a Pokemon game, a Mario game. That's a freaking crazy first yeah. party it's lineup. Insane. Like if I'd apply yeah. that to PlayStation and Xbox, you would have had like every single franchise that they hold dear yeah. released in the course of yeah. the year. Yeah, I, the- I actually think that is super impressive. I would say the one thing against the first party lineup being a, like a nine or a 10 for me in the first six months is that Zelda was available on two platforms. It had, mm-hmm. If that had been the sole exclusive game as a as a critic of you know how the system is doing, how the lineup is doing, uh, I would have given it, I would have probably given it a nine. Like I feel like the first six months have so many varied titles and Pokken missed that like six month cutoff, you know, if mm-hmm. we said it at the beginning, September 3rd, but like they were um, just having 
a just having Mario Kart as a re-release, which is a really strong game, um, but then having a, an original Zelda, Splatoon, and games like Arms to me is, is pretty impressive well, first party lineup. I'd give it an eight, honestly. Yeah, I'm right with you, especially yeah. I think the cadence of releases was really yeah, smart was like, of how it was one major game sort of per month. Yeah. Obviously, some of that was eating on a third party game like Mario Plus Rabbids, yeah. which is a unique partnership, but I thought that schedule worked so well for the system and especially like you were saying all of these amazing games in one nintendo year like i think it's one of nintendo's strongest years uh, ever recently yeah for sure but ever yeah very you guys possible. are convincing me now i feel like i've i opened too low here it's good it's okay no no it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's a it's a discussion I, and i yeah. will agree. like if you think purely about first party like and by the way i lived through covering the droughts of nintendo where like yeah. you're you're waiting for a couple of months to get a rare game yeah. or something yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes yeah sometimes i think about jose and the and the wii u era and how he must have had to just like drag this show across the finish line sometimes because there was just months <laughs> months of no news or news that was like whatever you know? yeah. yeah so <laughs> but um, my my barometer was always going into uh blockbusters and seeing yeah. the nintendo shelves just slowly get smaller yeah. right yeah all that um, remember blockbusters but but the, so I, I think what you're saying is totally fair and kind of something i didn't really put into that perspective of like yep. man nintendo has released a lot is releasing a lot of games this year uh, I, I guess where my my skepticism comes from is more like it felt like some of those games were definitely just like playing catch up like like the the uh, Mario Kart Deluxe is a phenomenal right. game, and I don't regret buying it in any way. But it's also Mario Kart Eight. It's a revisit, yeah, 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 for sure. And and like you said, with Zelda being on the Wii U and and Splatoon Two feeling very much like a kind of like Splatoon One Point Five, a very very good mm -hmm. game as well, but not like a huge renovation of that series. Like I guess that's where my skepticism came in, is because it's like a lot of stuff, but it's a lot of stuff I'd seen at the beginning of this in the first half of its year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's fair. So let's look at uh, let's look at third parties, and I'd say you know obviously we, we can talk a little bit about indies too. But if we look at the core third parties, the big guns, uh, just so you guys know, I, I kind of looked at the uh, you know the, the six month mark of game releases. It was uh, 128 games had come out for the Switch. Uh, of those, uh, 96 digital and 32 on cartridge. And, uh, you know, very heavily weighed on the arcade side. Obviously, we had the Neo Geo re-releases, so like 23 of those. <laughs> uh, and then the rest was, you know, lots of action games, lots of puzzle games, lots of platformers, action adventures. You know, if you count uh, Zelda and games like that in of, of that ilk in, uh, in there, there were 10 of those. Um, you know, and then a couple of shmups like uh, side-scrolling shooters, space shooters, you know, four of them. Zero FPS. Mm -hmm. Zero. Yep. One shooter, Splatoon, mm -hmm. a third-person shooter, um, and uh, luckily only one board game as well because I feel like you know the Wii <laughs> suffered from like the party variety board game yeah. uh, uh, st uh, uh, disease. I don't hate Fortune Street, man. Three RPGs, three racers. So I mean, uh, four strategy guy games. They they had. Um, yeah, had a pretty good overall lineup of titles between indies and the third parties. But when you break it down and you just look at the core third parties, um, you may find this interesting. So Bandai Namco, five titles. Mm -hmm. Biggest supporter, Capcom 1, Activision 1, EA 1, Konami 1, Microsoft 1. Microsoft. Because <laughs> we've got Minecraft, Minecraft on the system, yeah. right? Oh. Sega 2, Square Enix 1, Take 2 1, Ubisoft 3, uh -huh. you know, and Warner Brothers 4, obviously with the Lego game. So mm -hmm. biggest supporters were Bandai Namco. Warner Brothers. Very close with Nintendo, worked on Smash Brothers with them, obviously. Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers and then Ubisoft. How do you feel about the, the, the kind of support from third parties in the first six months? It 
Uh, it's obviously not as much as I would have liked, but I understand why. <laughs> yeah. um, I think the support that was there from certain companies was strong. If you look at, I think, Ubisoft and obviously WB trying to be parallel with the other systems. Yep. For me, I prefer it this way if it's a slower roll. Whereas I remember the Wii U launch, it was, hey, you played Mass Effect 3 already, right? Well, here it is again kind of on the Wii U. Here's Batman. Here's Batman, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Which is not what I want from a Nintendo system. I don't want six-month catch-up like that. So yeah. as much as I would have rather seen more support, I'm glad we didn't get that version of support. Well, I mean, you'll get a little bit more catch-up with the Bethesda games coming yeah, out. Yeah, and like definitely, there's a Wolfenstein bit of is not day and date sure. either. Yeah. Um, so I think you'll see a little bit of that. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I mean, like looking at, I, I was hoping for more things for more support at launch for the system simply because it is so different. Like the Wii U, I, I, I understand why developers and publishers were not that hot on the device. You know, not only didn't it, didn't it move forward, technology forward significantly in that generation, it just kind of like a lot of people looked at it and said, why? Whereas like with a Switch, you say, oh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a reason for this thing, and like it kind of can can connect the best of of both worlds of 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 handheld and mobile games and console games. This is a little, I I I wouldn't give the third parties very good marks so far from just kind of breadth of mm-hmm, lineup sure. mm-hmm. perspective. But having like the bright stars like Ubisoft, like the Rabbits game on the platform, I would absolutely say that's that's quality software we want to see yeah. more of. Yeah, I think overall I would say that the third party support has been fine. With the yep. exception of a couple of real bangers like yep. Mario plus rabbits, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it actually kind of surprises me to hear you say that you were surprised that more third parties weren't supporting the Switch out of the gate. Because, like, if I was Doctor Ubisoft, yeah. president of Ubisoft Incorporated, yeah, that's his name, uh, or Dr. or Ubisoft or Capcom, Johnny Capcom. Yeah. Uh, if I'm looking at the Switch and thinking about, do I want to put my games on this machine? It's like, well. We had a good run back in 2006 with the Wii for about a year, and then that kind of shut off. A lot of people were late on that one, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and then uh, Wii U, eh, not so much did we have a good time there, so maybe (laughs) we'll wait and see, you know, and then obviously, like, Johnny Capcom is taking that approach, and a lot of these companies, I feel like, are taking that approach, so. In hindsight, a little short-sighted, because no generation has been the same, Yeah, right? Like, you could have said that about the PlayStation or the Xbox, let's not support the PlayStation as much this generation. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find any international multi-million dollar company that is willing to run like arms open to new software like this. I think like, it, yeah. At least in this case though, you could or have ported some of your greatest hits, right? Yeah. Like yeah. there are there were certainly some Vita games that should have made it out to the Switch really quickly. Yeah. And you know, I don't mean to disparage the, the the performance of the Switch or anything, but there are some easy ports where you had plenty of hardware power to spare to make these games run wonderfully well, and you didn't have to like think about like, oh, how do I squeeze an Xbox One or PS4 game into this into the limited space of the the storage format or or the the lower performance of this machine? There were lots of big 360 and PS3 games that could have been out at launch or in the oh, yeah. first six months, and that that's why ultimately I would give I would give this third party lineup a. A five out of ten. Yeah, I'm right. You know, there. for some of the, sure. you know, it was cool having a Bomberman game. It was, it's, it's cool having a, a Puyo uh, v Tetris game, and it's great having rabbits, uh, Mario and rabbits. Mm-hmm. But just kind of like you could tell they're just all dipping a toe in. Mm-hmm. You yeah. feel the same way? Yeah, no, I do. I think I think I'm about there uh, as well, like a maybe even a little lower, like a yeah, four maybe. or five. Yep. And that's not maybe I'm being generous. Rabbids. Yeah, because Rabbids was. Yeah. I mean, Rabbids, as as you guys have said, is like the the exception to any sort of rule with the, the third parties so far. Um, 
I'm more hopeful, I think, yeah. with with third parties. Like, I think it's not hasn't been great yet, but uh, I'm interested to see what the reaction to FIFA 18 is, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm interested in seeing how these Bethesda ports are are um, kind of welcomed into the fold and that sort of thing. Because I think that, like you're saying. A lot of these third parties were very wary given Nintendo's history, and it's like now maybe hopefully they're going to say, oh, wait, this is actually going great and start bringing their stuff. And I really, really hope that over the next year we just start seeing a lot more third parties. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah, what do you you think? Number one, what would you rate the general third party lineup, not counting the indies? Uh, Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think probably like a five or a six. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I'd, yeah, I'd probably go five at this point. Yeah. yeah. But Mario plus okay. Rabbids would, yeah, Rabbids yeah. may sway me towards a six. But yeah, I and, and, five. and granted, not, I mean, if you go back and look at console history, it's not like consoles always launch with amazing support in the first six months. There's a sure. ramp up period. Um, but, you know, I, I do feel like when I look at Square Enix, I'm like, I'm, I think it's great that we have a title from them in the first six months. But yeah. it was I Am Setsuna, which is a good game, but it is a it is a lighter, smaller Square Enix game. If we had something like Octopath Traveler or, God forbid, a Final Fantasy, <laughs> uh, anything like that, or, you know, bigger, um, you know, from the Enix side, something from the Dragon, Dragon Quest franchise, Quest. something yeah. bigger like that in the first six months, that would have been awesome. I'm, I'm including the demo of Octopath Traveler. You're in including that one. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> That'll so bump it to a five. That, then it's... <laughs> It's a 5.5 <laughs> yeah, already five. on the scale. <laughs> so compare that, though, if we look at 2016's top-selling games, right? So yeah. obviously we don't know what the top sellers will be of this year. I mean, Zelda and Mario look like good contenders to be in that top 10, but obviously mm-hmm. you have last year's top seller, Call of Duty, in there as yeah. well. So Infinite Warfare, Battlefield 1, The Division, NBA 2K17 was the number four selling game okay. last year. Uh, Madden NFL 17. Sure. Mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto 5. I feel like every, every year... Every list will have Grand Theft Auto V in yeah, it until the so. end of days. Mm-hmm. Overwatch, six. and that's not even including all the sales on Battle.net. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 still in wow. the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, FIFA 17 and Final Fantasy 15. So those were the top sellers last year. And if you look at which games we're getting this year, we got NBA 2K17 already. We're not getting a Madden, nope. which is mm-hmm. kind of cray. Uh, <laughs> we're not getting GTA yet, which I got to think it's just a matter of matter of time. Crazy. GTA five fishing term. G- yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. GTA five. GTA five. Yeah. I feel like it's it's just a matter of time until we see that. It's got to depend on what their their mm-hmm. internal plans are. If they're already working on six and it's way closer than we think, maybe not. But with Red Dead coming, I kind of doubt that. And I think you're probably the, right. The only challenge with GTA five is that you have to su- you have to keep on supporting one additional version as part of the online rollout. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to create new assets yep. and all of that, or or maybe not. Right. Like if. 360 and, and PS3 are supported with the stuff. You can uh, you can keep going here. Uh, certainly, porting the Xbox 360 and the PS3 versions to the system is is would not be a problem. It would not be that difficult. Um, but uh, Overwatch that yeah. would have been an awesome game to get on this platform. Obviously, a little bit harder to pull off. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm mostly surprised at uh, you know not seeing Madden, not seeing anything from the Call of Duty and Battlefield uh, camp here. Yeah, because certainly they could have gone back to their catalog titles and yeah. brought another title over here. Sure. I'm holding out for Overwatch too. I think yep. that has that has chance. Yeah, uh, not because that game in. On PC runs so well. They've optimized that game yeah. so incredibly well that I think it's something like over twenty percent of the PC players who play Overwatch are playing on integrated graphics. They're mm. like oh, playing yeah. on laptops without GPUs, wow. right? So 
I, I can't imagine, I, obviously there's a lot of stuff you have to unpack with Battle.net and like how they do their mm-hmm. online stuff, but I can't imagine that game would be like incredibly difficult to bring to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. And I say that knowing that game development is way, way, way harder than <laughs> yeah. I ever think it is. But yeah. How do you feel? I mean, are you a division guy? Did you play that game? I played that for a bit and drifted yeah. away. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. I, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't gel with that one. But, mm-hmm. you know, this year's division is called Destiny 2, obviously. Right. Yeah. Right. And having Destiny uh, out, um, Zach, how many hours have you played? So, uh, just an embarrassing amount. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like two. a shameful amount of Destiny 2 and, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And that's a, you know, that's obviously a title that, um, you know, relies on a great online infrastructure, co-op play, good voice chat, all of that that we'll get to in a second are not yet at home and on, on, on Switch, Switch. Yeah. that yeah. they're still yeah. working on. But, um, uh, you know, interesting, interesting, uh, certainly an interesting lineup so far, but I would love to see some of the heavy hitters come across. Absolutely. Indie titles, just briefly. Nine out of ten. How do you guys, nine yeah. out of ten? Yeah. Seriously, I mean, Nintendo has done a, an amazing job of curating indies this year and putting uh, a select handful out in front of people, yep. you know, like giving a major push towards some games and then also saying, by the way, Outside of these games, which we have introduced to you and love, there's also all of these, which we've also certified and put on your system. So have at it. Like I think it's uh, incredible the amount of indies that they've brought to the Switch. This Shovel Knight has amiibos. Like who yeah. could have seen that coming? And they're That's so crazy. good looking. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. really good. I'd I'd go a little lower. Me too. Uh, because my whole thing is I think they've been great at showcasing indies. Yeah. But a lot of them haven't come out yet, mm. and especially great ones. There are some great ones, but so many of the things that have been highlighted in the showcase have not come out when they said they were going to come out. And I understand development can be difficult. I'm yeah. not blaming the developers in any way, but there's sort of been a precedent set that when you tell me a thing's going to come out in spring, I'll see how it is in the fall. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit in the seven seven to eight range yeah, as well, yeah. mostly because like some of the great games from Tomorrow Corporation are a little long in the tooth, right? Yeah. We've, we've played them before on, on a few machines. Yeah. And the games that incite, really excite me that are um, that are kind of coming from the other platforms like Inside or Star, mm-hmm. Stardew Valley, for example, like those games aren't out yet. But we have we have an awesome lineup of really quality titles, and that's growing with games like Mario Golf. And obviously, you know, after the six month mark, we've got uh, Golf Story. What did I say? Mario Mario Golf. Golf. (laughs) That's all right. Oh, sorry, Embargo. No, it's not. (laughs) I totally messed up. Uh, No, but uh, uh, SteamWorld Dig 2, obviously, uh, just came out as well. So if you start including these games, I think we're up there in the eight and nine range at the end of the the year for Uh, me. I'm eight and nine already because uh, part of that to me, and I'll just say this real briefly, like every indie developer I've Mm -hmm. talked to, like is really happy with what Nintendo has been doing for yep. them yeah. as well. Every indie developer I talk to is like, they've been really supportive and getting us on there and getting us get the games working. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. The developer, I talked to the developer of Kingdom New Lands, which came out on Switch earlier this year. And it, like, he was just saying, yeah, Nintendo's just been so supportive of us and like so great in getting this stuff working. And like New Lands is a phenomenal game that like, we're at the point where there are great indie games that are getting lost in the Switch shuffle. Severed, for example. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Severed, which so is good. like that's an impressive amount of indie games if you can like be missing them now too. Is yeah. is it's something to talk about. <laughs> I hear you. So let's uh, you know spend spend a minute here also on kind of OS and tools. We already uh, pointed that out. You know what's the health of the platform? I think we're we're all happy with hardware and like some of the features like the sleep mode and how nice it is to take with you and dock and all that yeah. sync controllers. But how do you feel about the OS and the tools that are available so far? 
I've kind of changed, and maybe this isn't quite the answer you're expecting, but like I've kind of changed my perspective of the Switch okay. since before it came out. Like before it came out, I was very much like, oh, it's not going to have like a browser on launch. Mm-hmm. Like that's very, like I don't like that. It's not going to have Netflix like my Wii U does and like all that sort of stuff. And now I'm just kind of like, I just play it on the train when I don't have Wi-Fi anyway. And like, I don't really need those things. Sure. So like where I started kind of unhappy about the core services, I've like, become much more kind of like, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm not using it for those things. I have other things to do that. And, and I'm, I'm content with where it is right now. Yeah. I really like the switches interface a lot. I don't think I necessarily, like you're saying, like I don't necessarily need a web browser. Uh, I think that stuff, Netflix web browser, that'll probably come down the line. But I feel like as a lot from a launch perspective, I think out of the box, it's a very elegant interface and it doesn't, I I don't know, like interfaces to me, it's just fine. Like, but this one is particularly good. And they did some fast follow improvements for like store, for example, you know, they launched, if you remember without being able to store your credit cards and like Mm -hmm. now it's super easy for me to just download games and and add them. And the, the, uh, the, the interface is simple. It's simplistic, but it's also very well designed for a machine that you take on the go. Right. Yeah. You know, there could be more frills. I'm 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 with you. I mean, for me it's like software wise, I mean, definitely the big the big issue is still with online. Being able yeah. to see yeah. what which ones of your friends are online through an easy interface, not having to always use your phone and all right. that. Obviously voice chat is still a problem and I'll I'll knock off points for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like in the in the to me I'm in the six to seven range on kind of like services available. Mm-hmm. I'm way happier with the hardware, the hardware. Oh, yeah. all. You know, I'd be I'm definitely in the in the mid to high eights range when it comes to just satisfaction with the hardware, how reliable it is, how turnkey it is, how cool it is to play. But services I feel like online is still an issue. And then, you know, support of um, services like Netflix, um, you know, or YouTube, I, I, I still feel like this device it has a kickstand. It's so convenient. It'd be awesome to just <laughs> yeah. like log into Wi-Fi and use it as a video viewing device. Hard, hardware for me is a 10 simply because when you click in the Joy-Cons, it snaps on the screen. Yep, that's it. The sound. That's, that's all, all you need. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you with the services. It's sort of the thing where I use my phone for Netflix in bed all the time. Yep. I would like a slightly larger screen. I don't want to go buy an iPad right now. Yep. And I have this. I would like that. And I think they're coming, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So overall impression of the switch and the hardware, are you guys fans? Yes. You're sitting uh, here on I mean, Nintendo voice Yeah, I was going to say, I think we're week. a little biased, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's I I'm in love with this it, switch. It like, does, I think it's great. It yeah. delivers exactly what I wanted from it, right? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. which is, I probably not would not have gotten to a hundred hours in Zelda if this thing didn't perform on the go as well as it promised it would, right? Like totally. that was, it fulfilled what. I was hoping from it, which is I can pick up my console game and just play on the train. So actually, you know, I, I don't know. I have to go back and listen to old NVCs, but like <laughs> it, it actually surprised me. And I am, I, I like it a lot more than I thought I would like it. You know, I'd like before when I heard the concept, I, there was always this worry about power. Will power keep the games down? Will they just not look at good, yeah. as good? Will it feel like playing an older machine? And then once I got to actually hold it at a pre-release event, I'm like, the system just feels so good. Yeah. You know, the way the controllers feel and everything, it's just such a great, great experience. Yeah, just the manufacturing of this thing itself. It is comfortable. It's cool. Like I like, I admire it as a thing that I own. Like mm-hmm. It's just a cool thing that I love to play around with and even just hold like this is fun. So I, you know, I think it's safe to say we all uh, look uh, 
look forward to seeing what the future will bring for this device. I mean, it's kind of crazy optimism, when you got yeah. like yeah. Mario and Zelda in the first year and you know, uh, there's a Metroid coming, obviously, and there'll be a Smash and Brothers Pokemon, coming. Yeah. There'll be Pokemon coming and there are all these other franchises that we haven't seen in a while. Cough, Advance Wars. Um, <laughs> that we would love to see in the system. It's just... I'm really excited to yeah. see what comes uh, in the future. Um, I, I hope it doesn't kind of hit that Nintendo doldrum that comes in a system's mm. later years. Yeah. But but I I mean they haven't given us a reason to think it will at least so far. Yeah, and they're still. I, don't I know, mean, they already told us that Kirby was coming in 2018. Look, <laughs> but look at 3DS. We we're talking about a system that is pretty long in the tooth, and that yeah. we just had a new Metroid game for, True. and you know we and a new we've, Kirby. We've yeah. got yeah, <laughs> we've got new games still coming out like Yokai Watch, uh, even though the the Switch is obviously out. So let's uh, quickly check in with the listeners. We only have a couple of minutes sure. left. Uh, left, we're going to the question block. You yeah. wanna you wanna yeah. hit that? Let's go real quick. Yeah. Uh, so these questions are we pulled them from Twitter this week. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at NVC podcast. We're over here at uh, NVC podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, is that right? Or is it yeah. Nintendo voice chat podcast? Yep. I always forget. Just search. Anyway, Nintendo voice uh, it will be there. Yeah. Kieran Feifeld asks, <laughs> uh, what kind of increments do you think uh, we could see for future Joy-Con iterations? Analog triggers and true D pad are the obvious ones. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just vote a Google plex of color schemes. I think mm-hmm. we'll see a million oh, different yeah. color schemes, custom ones for games, limited edition collectors edition ones. Yeah, I think that's going to be their big play I for Joy-Con. I would be surprised if they didn't issue a Joy-Con left with a D-pad for the release of mm-hmm. virtual console, whatever that yeah. shape that takes. Yeah. Like I think the D-pad iteration is a safe one. I think right now they just want to establish this machine and say it is great to play any game. This is the perfect device. You can play racers whatever. But as you get deeper in the life cycle, I'm 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 with you, Akira, and I think they will take little iterations and give you special uh, releases packed in with certain certain games. We'll see what you know what form those will take. I, I can imagine a whole bunch of them. You know, obviously with uh, for racing games that that optimize the controls and yeah, um, yeah. I, I wouldn't D-pad put it, will be D pad yeah. is the big yeah, one yeah. though. Yeah. And I wouldn't put it past them a couple of years down the line to to issue like a Joy-Con Plus in the same way that they did the. Motion controller. Well, Tom wants the uh, trackball for StarCraft. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. StarCraft a mouse Twitch. that you slide onto the side. Yeah. yeah. A mouse, and then you move the system uh-huh. over the exactly. table like that. Well, that yeah. was the that was the yeah. implication when they first revealed it. They were like, "Well, you can slide." Obviously, there's the grip on the side, but right. you can also put anything they want onto on the top of it. As long as it has yeah. that little track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as they yeah. do that. They could add. Weird I want little Donkey Konga bongos on the Ooh, side. Donkey bongos. Yeah. <laughs> little conga. Yeah. Little uh, Did you play with your thumbs? Yeah. A second question comes from Aaron Beasley. He says, "If and when the nin- uh, the Nintendo, if and when Nintendo releases the v- Virtual Console, do you think Game Boy games will be available a la Super Game Boy? Games are portable yet playable on TV. Hmm. I don't see why not. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. definitely." With you the see, switch bridging the gap between yeah. handheld and console, there's no reason not to. They're going to yeah. double dip. I mean, they yeah. did this with with the Wii U and the you know, like they they will bring back their classic catalog yeah. and they'll make them playable. And you know, this I feel like Game Boy games look a lot better on a small screen on the go than they look on your television screen. Mm-hmm. I I think they will definitely. Yeah, you know, I mean, we see Game Boy Color games and. Uh, 
Game Boy Advance games on yep. previous virtual console iterations, you know, 3DS stuff like that. Like, yeah. So yeah, I don't think I don't see why the original Game Boy can't make a reappearance. I want GameCube uh, for virtual console. That's the thing I want them to dip into. They're not gonna. They're never gonna I do it. It's a little harder. I feel like it's gonna be the the GameCube classic. Fine, no, that, give me Pikmin one and two again. <laughs> but, but, buy see, them. but see, I think you will see GameCube games, but I think they will be re-releases that, that are too, on yeah. proper cartridge, yeah. like a Sunshine Mario Sunshine like a yeah. as a standalone game rather than the virtual sure, console. Yeah. But who knows? I'll I mean, buy they, them. They've done some crazy stuff. And by the way, yeah, it is at NVC Podcast if you want to follow us on Twitter. Tiny little why. feed. I don't know. Zach that. personally mans it. I so run if you that, ask a question, I feel like I should know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Zach also forgets which one of his names is his first name sometimes. I have so. three of them. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Very nice. Cool. That's it for <laughs> Nintendo Voice Chat this week. Uh, the crew back in the uh, in the control room is already like waving at us, telling us to uh, to, to stop the up. show because they want to go home as well. But Sorry, I we, slowed everything down. It's no, no, you were awesome. Fault. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us, Tom. We'll definitely uh, want to have you back, especially if you keep on playing those Switch games. Oh, yeah. yeah. And reviewing them for Happy us. Happy to come back. Um, you know, if you uh, like Nintendo Voice Chat, check out uh, some of our other shows. We have uh, shows dedicated to all the console formats. We still don't have one for PC gamers, but hopefully we can rectify that eventually. Um, you know, check out GameScoop. Um, check out uh, uh, Beyond, check out Unlocked. Also, some of the new shows we're launching on Facebook. If you go uh, follow IGN on Facebook, you'll see uh, shows like Expert Mode, mm -hmm. uh, where we've got a brand new show debuting very soon called Every Ever. Mm -hmm. um, that goes back to a format that we've been running for a while where we just do these really cool, visually driven timelines. And the very first Every Ever is... Every Nintendo console ever. Every Nintendo console ever, and it'll be awesome. We'll have really cool CG graphics that show you, show you what all the consoles look like. Like, um, I think people are really going to dig this one. Yeah, so follow IGN and, and look up every ever when it's live. Mm -hmm. uh, where can people find you when you're not on the show? Uh, you can find me playing Kingdom Hearts or on Twitter at JM Dornbush. <laughs> uh, I'm at Zachary SD. And I'm at Tom R. Marks. Be sure to follow Tom if you want to uh, hear the rating for a golf story, not Mario Golf, early. Uh, <laughs> I'm Per IGN on Twitter, and we will hopefully see you here next week again. Goodbye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.